Hello, this is Heat's weekly showbiz podcast. We're obsessed with where we cover everything from celebrity gossip to pop culture updates. Basically, the stories that we're obsessed with. It comes out weekly every Friday. And if you like what you hear here, the magazine is out now. Heat Radio is on 24-7 and you can go to heatworld.com for breaking news. I'm Joe Parkinson and I'm joined by Heat Radio's entertainment reporter Lucy Ford. Hi. Hello. And Heat Magazine's news director Izzy Sampson. Hi. Beyonce's push party. What is there not to be obsessed with about this? Yes, so you were really keen to talk about this and I, I know was. you're obsessed with it. So basically Beyonce had this push party which is like a celebrity way of saying baby shower. She's already had three baby showers which she called baby showers. So this for was, these babies. For, for, yeah, for these twins, Stop yeah. It. So this is the fourth one. It was called a push party. It was held at this massive mansion in Hollywood. I'm hearing it cost about half a million. So, well, you know, a cheap a cheap one. Uh, there were loads of celebrities there. Jay-Z got on the dance floor. Apparently he gave a speech. It was big. It was the pictures that I was obsessed with, though. Yes. The Instagram coverage. Yes. Yes. Which may or may not have been... I feel slightly <laughs> adapted. Um, yeah, adapted. Adapted is the nice way of adapted. saying it. Yeah. yeah. She just looked incredible. And I'm not just saying, Beyonce does look incredible. But when she's been pregnant with these twins, she's she, clearly she, pregnant she's, with she's twins. She's massively pregnant <laughs> and a lot of the time not looking that happy about it. And yes. she's huge. Yeah, she's obviously quite like warm. Yeah. moment but she looks amazing it was like african themed wasn't it so she had like a little crop top she had her belly out and then she had like this sarong on and she looked incredible but i like that her pictures were so arty and it looked beautiful with her celebrity friends and then her mum miss tina just puts up any old pictures like miss tina put up a picture of her husband her new husband pretending to be beyonce I As in, like, to follow a flower Mr. crown. <laughs> he's got a flower crown. He's got that veil over his head. You know, the first picture yeah. of her when she was pregnant. And she's like, look at my handsome man. And it's like, no, you can't take the piss out of your own daughter. This is brilliant. I feel like someone needs to take it down a peg or two, though. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, someone needs to be like, okay, we're going to have a laugh about it. Because I feel like Beyonce takes herself a little bit too seriously sometimes. Yes. I mean, four baby showers. Yeah, and also, I just call it a baby shower. <laughs> Push party. Push party is a horrible phrase. Why, do, why has she had three baby shower stroke push parties I think it was different groups of friends so this one was like really close family different tiers yes different tiers of friends so if you went to the first one I'm very sorry you're outer circle but yeah this one was just really close family and then celebrity friends which are different to the normal friends so yeah. she had Serena Williams who's also pregnant she had uh, Kelly Rowland she had Michelle Williams so just top tier celebrity friends the inner circle yeah I didn't see any non-famous or non-Beyonce family faces there Solange so. was she there Solange was there okay. Solange was there so just really close in maybe I she wants to, to like fully confirm that she is pregnant this time is she, that she's just trying yeah. to reiterate like I am pregnant guys exactly. I'm going to tell you three fake. times I'm pregnant yeah you can't say it's fake because look I am look how many baby showers I've had <laughs> would I've paid half a million for a push party if I was not pregnant yeah. jokes on you I need to follow Miss Tina I know that is one thing I don't know about you guys listening but one thing I have already learned from this podcast is that I need to follow Miss Tina yes Miss Tina because <laughs> you get to see the real Beyonce the real Beyonce which I don't so think we good. get no never never ever ever well I mean who, what is the real Beyonce I don't know I get in trouble quite a lot because I don't really get the Beyonce hype and I've had people shout in my face because I don't... I'm like, I don't care about Beyonce. I feel like shouting in your face right now because she is a goddess. She is the absolute best. And also she's like 
the ultimate celebrity. Mm. She's not like she's not like pregnant with twins and sitting at home on the sofa having some biscuits and some tracky bottoms. She's having four baby showers and she's making Jay Z get up on a dance floor. I feel I mean, like from shouting a, from, in your face too because <laughs> lemonade. Hello. I mean, from a, from a reporter point of view, she is great value. But I just find the Queen Bee fandom quite intense. And I'm like, okay, guys, she's she's all right. But you've got to take your hat off to her. So from a reporter point of view, she has not done an interview for the last four years? Yeah, yeah. her PR team and is insane. She's not doing any promo ever for any of her music. Yeah, she's always talked about her music always does really well. I think yeah. I just take my hat off to Beyonce and Jay Z. To be honest, the first yeah. billionaire couple in showbiz. Yes, yeah, they're worth know that, several actually. billion. So that's why they've got half a million to spend on a push party. Okay, guys, you've convinced me. Okay, we win. We I'm go. now we part win. of the Queen Bee fandom. I'm in the beehive. So what about John Boyega then? He's got a new play. Lucy, you've been chatting to him. Yes, he's making his stage debut. He's becoming an actor. Just in case. <laughs> I mean, does anyone not know who John Boyega is? I guess everyone Star knows Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Finn from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. He kind of blew up. That was his first major role. He'd been in a few things, but obviously Star Wars is the thing that has catapulted him to mega stardom. And he's just finished filming Star Wars Episode Eight, Last Jedi, and then he went straight into practicing for Voidcheck at the old Vic, which is, from what I gather, a quite intense play about a couple trying to make their baby's life better. So it's a real change of game. It's, it's a real play. Oh, Do you know really? what I mean? Like it's a, okay. it's a real play. The writer died when he was writing it, so it's been adapted loads of different times. Basically, you just stick your own end on every time. Basically, like, yeah, and it was like, all a dream. Yeah. That's my end. Exactly. Uh, so I got to chat to John, and he, yeah, I kind of forgot that when I interviewed him, he's younger than me. What? what? He's 23. Oh my God, he's achieved so much and you've achieved so little. <laughs> what have you been doing with your life? But I just, in my head, he's not got an age. Do you no, know what I mean? Because he, he doesn't seem older than me, but he definitely doesn't seem younger than me. No. I know. Uh, so I chatted to him about going onto the stage for the first time and the stage is quite a superstitious place. So oh. if you have any like, you know, actors do like a routine every night because it's quite superstitious, break your leg, whatever. And so I asked him, does he have any pre-show rituals? So before the audience come in, run around, it could be in your shorts, in, in your boxes, whatever it is, throw a ball around, do, you know, just play a game, play a stage game, own the space and I feel it just gives you much more, much more zen to just own the theatre. So we're going to be doing that as a cast for sure. I like the idea of like a caretaker coming in and he's just in the old Vic in his in pants. Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Running around. Like, this is the preparation. Yeah. Like has a he, lunatic. Has yeah. he agreed this with the rest of the cast? Because mm. it seems like he's like, oh, we're all going to do that. It's like, is he going knocking on the uh, doors being like, okay, strip down to your pants. We're going for a quick run. And they're like, again? Yeah, exactly. You know Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's one of those people as well. He's not instantly recognisable. No. So if the caretaker came in and he was running around on stage in his pants, he might think he was just a nutter off the street. Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, that's John him. Boyega. Yeah. You wouldn't, would you? It's not Johnny Depp. You'd be like, no. okay. Okay, Johnny. But yeah, someone would be like, I think we need to get, get someone down here. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny old one, because he obviously is massively famous. I don't know. I'm not that sort of intrigued. He's not one of those. I mean, I, you don't have to be intrigued by every single famous person mm. and, you know, want no. to know everything about them but he for me if I was to be doing that interview Lucy for example I'd be like what am I going to talk to him about apart from Star Wars that is kind of what I felt a little bit it must be quite frustrating because all people want to talk about is Star Wars but yeah. they actually can't talk about Star Wars so you're asking a question you know you're not going to get an answer to but yeah. You have to ask because you want to know. But yeah, I did actually ask about Star Wars, though. Obviously. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Star Wars Episode 8 is coming out at Christmas. We don't 
know anything about it as per usual, but he did say that it's going to be bigger and better than the last one. What I know being on set, from what I can remember, it's going to be a shocker. I definitely think it's going to, it's, it's an amp up and a level up from episode seven. You know, a lot of people are like, how do you top that? Oh, you do. You, you Ryan Johnson that. And, and he is at the helm of, of, of the franchise and he's adding his own unique take on, on the story, but, but also, you know, keeping, keeping to the Star Wars culture. And so there are a few good surprises in there. That makes me excited. Are you going to sneeze, Izzy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Are you I welling up? Like, oh my no. God, she's so amazing. <laughs> no, I am going to sneeze at some point. <laughs> um, if you didn't, I didn't realise, if you don't know, Ryan Johnson is the new director of Star Wars. We took over from J.J. Abrams uh, oh. this time round, so it's not a J.J. film. Uh, I thought that was a like, slang word. I hope it's Ryan Johnson now. <laughs> it's like rhyming slang. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. That you have like the cutest sneeze of all time. Thank you. <laughs> We're keeping that in. Squeeze. No, <laughs> no edit that out. <laughs> no. But yeah, so bigger and better, apparently, yeah. which is something to be very excited about. It's really exciting. But I also, I feel like John Baega, even though he's really famous, you were saying he's not that recognisable. I know people that have just seen him just trotting about in Peckham. There you go. Is he one of those ones that you just see everywhere? And I don't. I have that with Connor Maynard. I saw if I saw my celebrity crushes as much as I saw Connor Maynard, it'd be fine. I see him literally everywhere. Where does he live then? Stoke Newington. No, I just see him like walking around Central London. Everywhere I go, he is there. Connor Maynard, are you all right? Do you need (laughs) to come in to Heat Radio? Just wandering around. Needs a hot meal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He hasn't done much music for a while. No. So the other story that I am massively obsessed with this week is Katy Perry. Katy Perry in general in all the interviews that she's been doing, but particularly Katy Perry on Taylor Swift and the song Swish Swish. I'm obsessed. It's so good. I am literally obsessed with it. So for for years we've been like hearing about this feud between them. There's been like weird tweets, like slightly shady tweets. Like obviously Taylor's bad blood kicked it all off um, about three years ago. But this week, Katy Perry is just like, yeah, you want to talk about it? I'm going to talk about it. So her song Swish Wish came out. Everybody was like, is that about Taylor? And she was like, yes, of course. (laughs) And... Yeah, and now she can't stop talking about it. She's explaining how they fell out. She's explaining how she tried to sort it out with Taylor, but she just completely shut her down. She's saying, do you know what, Taylor? Call me, FaceTime me, I'll pick up. She has got the receipts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Karma has, Karma she, keeps receipts. Karma keeps receipts. Do you, want to see, do you want to hear the clip of her talking to James Corden about it? Yes. Straight so from Katie's mouth? Yes. Honestly, it's really like she started it and it's time for her to finish it. This is what happened. This is It's about backing dancers, right? Yeah, it's about backing dancers. I love it's it's so crazy. Dancers. Okay, so there is like three backing dancers that went on tour with her tour, right? Yeah. And they asked me before they went on tour. Yeah. Uh, if they could go. And I was like, yeah, of course. Be sure to put a 30-day contingency in your contract. Right. So you can get out if you want to join me when yeah. I say I'm going back on. And they said, okay, well, we're gonna go and talk to management about it. And they did, and they got fired. And I tried to talk to her about it, and she she wouldn't speak to me. Oh, you tried to talk to her about it? It was a full shutdown, and then she writes a song about me, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's how you want to do with it? Karma. Yeah. She went in on the details. She talked about contingency plans, she talked about contract details. She's not leaving any stone unturned. I love that she mentioned that it was Taylor that fired them. Yeah. And she's like, she started it. But my favourite thing about that whole whole segment is that James Corden is staying as neutral as possible because he definitely wants Taylor Swift on carpool karaoke at some point. Yep, exactly. And I love the fact that Katie, like Taylor's been so like, oh, I can't talk about it for like three years. And Katie's like, what? 
I will tell you everything. Yeah. But she initially, I, I liked it because oh, well, I thought, is she going to talk about it? Yeah. Because initially, she said it's just a song about being bullied at first. Yeah. yeah. So was she just saving all the go- juicy gossip for James Corden? Save it for Corden. Well, Why she did. She did a magazine interview where she said it's not about any one person in particular. Women should uh, empower each other and not fight each other. And then this song comes out and it's like, very blatantly about Taylor Swift. I love the lyrics because she says, um, uh, I don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep. And that was when she tweeted, watch out for a sheep. Uh, yeah. Regina George in, in sheep's yeah, clothing. In sheep's clothing. <gasps> yeah. So I was like, amazing. And then I love, it was like, I'm the courtside killer queen and you will kiss the ring, you best believe. That is an amazing line. Yeah. And some of the lines that uh, Nicki Minaj calls her. She calls her a silly, silly rat bish. I mean, that is, that's a harsh like, That's cutting. If someone yeah. said that to me, I'd be like, oh, okay. Silly rap also, Nicki Minaj is terrifying, so I'd be like, yeah. don't yeah. want to cross Nicki. Exactly. As we found with Ruby Rose this week, that yes. Ruby Rose hit out with Katie and then she was like, but I like Nicki in it. Because she yeah. does, obviously doesn't want to feel the wrath of Nicki Minaj. No, you wouldn't piss her off, would you? No. The whole thing is just deeply fascinating. I really want to know what Taylor Swift's going to do now. Because mm, like, what can she do? She can either come back with an absolute banger of a song or she can somehow try and make up with Katie, but that sort of means she's lost, doesn't it? She will come back with a banger. Yeah. She always yeah. does. But it is going to be hard because her public image has faced a battering this year. Yeah. she It's, it's crumbled around her, so I think there's going to be... So it's interesting to see how she's going to... She's yeah. going to go back to her old ways or she's going to try and reinvent herself a bit and just move past this yeah. completely. Because she has stayed very quiet about everything. Kim and Kanye, Tom Hiddleston. I think she's this. wishing she never took on Katie because Katie just doesn't care does she like if if she's got something to say she's gonna flip and say it out loud she's got records to sell she's gonna do it yeah exactly but will taylor come back with another song in you know answer to this or is that just too immature and and would that be actually really bad for her image to say to you know because to carry this on do you think she's just going to remain silent about the whole thing i think she'll come back with a song because i have this theory that pop stars think they can't like talk shit about each other in interviews because that's just like being rude well if they come back in a song they're a musician and you have mm. to read the lyrics and they never like if they don't want to obviously Katy Perry's different yeah. if they don't want to they never have to confirm it they go that is well, what's so interesting about it's her it's just about what you think it's about it is I can't think of another celebrity who's blatantly come out and said like yeah this song is about so and so and this yeah. is why I hate them exactly. although after uh, Taylor split up with Calvin he was pretty vocal about it wasn't he yeah, yeah. it's like you can't you can't go in on me like you did with Katie. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, again, Calvin Harris, he's got an album out, mm. end of June. Mm. He's got a song with Katy Perry on there. If I was Taylor Swift, I'd be feeling quite worried right now. Yeah, what's mm. that song going to be like? Oh, I honestly, I just, you'll be like reading into the lyrics. The second it comes out, we're all going to be like, what's he saying about her? It's going to be like the Harry Styles song again. Everyone's going to be reading yes. the lyrics in yeah. depth. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've always been on Team Katie and will remain on Team Yeah, Katie. I mean, I was... I've said this before on the podcast that I was a Tom Hiddleston fan from the start. So when Hiddleston happened, that was the last straw and I'm no longer team Team Taylor. Well, do you know what? I feel like I'm going to be Team Taylor when she comes out with a new song. Do you? The thing is, you go, oh, Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift that. And then she comes out with an album. And you're like, oh, my God, I love it. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I'm very make... easily swayed. Her music is better than Katie. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would but say. But when it comes to the argument, Team Katie all the way. 
<laughs> and that's all that matters to us as showbiz reporters. Exactly. Really at the end of the day. <laughs> Gosh, we are so mature. <laughs> um, uh, another great story out this week, Spencer Matthews. Oh my God, he could not have asked for a better thing to happen than his brother marrying Pippa Middleton. I know, what a week for him. Do you see that picture of him like shaking hands with Princess Harry and William and you're just like, you're a maiden Chelsea, what are you doing touching You were the royalty? villain of maiden Chelsea as well. Like yes. I used to get so mad watching him on screen like I would have like screaming fits at the TV with my housemates because he made me so angry yes. and now he is brushing shoulders with royalty yeah exactly but the US media went mad for him so obviously we know who Spencer Matthews is over here page six which is like their big gossip column tweeted oh hello Spencer Matthews <laughs> and they were like writing like who knew James Middleton has a really handsome brother and only they like, knew you don't know so my friend in America was like I'm having to explain to Americans like who this guy is and we um, do not like him. No, exactly. And he's so desperate for fame. And exactly. He's terrible. But the US media is going mad for him. So this is just, it's just a bit weird, like that they're coming to him a bit late. Because I think Maiden Chelsea was on on some like tiny little channel, but nobody really watched it over there. I quite liked him in Maiden Chelsea, though. It's actually in real life that I don't like him. Oh, really? really? I've yeah. never met him. Just because he's so desperate all the time to, to be doing some sort of reality TV show. And Have you met him, though? No, is oh, he charming? He's such a charmer. Is he? You, do you know, the second you meet him, you're like, I can really see why these girls fall for it and just forgive you again and again. And to be fair to him, he does say he's changed, uh, he's changed his ways. I'm sure he hasn't, but... I did kind of admire. I could never imagine. He's been open about, he's like, well, someone needs to be the villain. I'll be the villain. Yeah. And it's like kind of put on... But he, also makes me so angry at the same time. It was time. so good. That episode where he said to Louise, look, well, if you're going to let me cheat on you, then I can't respect you. And it's like, Spencer? Yes, I remember doing? this. I wanted her to push him into the river. Oh, that would have been an amazing together. end to Maiden Chelsea if she pushed him into a river. <laughs> so do you think All he's those river go- walks. <laughs> do we think he's going to go to the US now? He's going to, isn't he? He's, he's gonna- had that Prince Harry effect. Do you remember when Kate yes. and William got married and everyone was all of a sudden like gunning for Prince Harry? Like, yeah, also, um, Pippa as well. It yeah. made Pippa famous, didn't it? Exactly. My gosh, is then he going to get married? And then do they have another brother? Is this going to be a cycle of like lusting after famous siblings? Yeah, because America loves the royals. You go yeah. over there and you don't realise how big into them they are mm. until they, they want to talk to you about the royals. And you're like, I don't know. I just sort of look at them on the mail online occasionally. I don't know, have Not any knowledge. Yeah. I think it needs to be our duty to do... Uh, a showreel of his douchiest moments and just send it over to the US and be like, this is what you're in for. But they and you know if you love him, it. they'll love, love it. it. Because yeah. that is... he's got a good accent and, he, yeah. Yeah. and they don't everything get douche. Done, they, do don't they? Get they don't get yeah. posh douchebag. They really don't. They'll look at everything he's done and then they'll be like, oh, he's still handsome and he has touched a royal, so yeah. we're still yeah. in. Like, who cares that he got kicked out of I'm a celeb for steroid abuse? It's fine. But compared to his brother, though, he does look very... He is very good looking because his brother, I have to say this, sorry, but he's not much of a looker, is he? Is he punching? <laughs> he really so is. Punching. But he is like a billionaire or something. He's like He's got yeah. so much money so you could see past that. What does that. she see in that billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> you said it, I was going to. Anyway, um, enough of that one because we have to talk about Lucy's moment this week. Oh, yeah. She has week. finally <laughs> met the man of her dreams. This has been a long time coming. You know this joke, as you said, opposite me every day. I am the full-on creepiest creepo that ever lived for uh, Dan Smith from Bastille, lead singer. Very normal guy, but I, for some reason, am obsessed with him, mainly fueled by the fact that I get to speak to people like Ryan Gosling and uh, Chris Hemsworth, no problem. 
for some reason, the universe does not want me to meet Dan from Bastille. We'll be on red carpets together and they just won't come over to me. And it's become a thing that I'm like, I have to meet him. Because they'll come over to you and do the like the crew just before you. <laughs> and just as you get your mic out ready to say, hi, Dan, he turns around and walks <laughs> in the other one. You were on the Brits red carpet with me and literally everyone around me was like, oh, no. Has he heard this podcast? Is he like, oh, it's her again? Just, just I mean, I make around. no secret of it. I talk yeah. about it on the radio basically every day. Yeah. And okay. my friend made me a pillow with his face. Oh my god! <laughs> and she's but laminated I... a picture of him Ooh. and uh, put it up next to her desk. I mean, okay. no, yeah, I mean, I am normal. <laughs> just not over just, Yeah. So anyway, I finally got to speak to him this week. Very nice. Got two hugs. Two it, hugs. Two hugs. We Love. bonded over festivals and films. But the big thing I want to talk about is because there is a reason we've included this, yeah, included this clip is because Twin Peaks came back out this week. Yes. Um, so if you don't know anything about Twin Peaks, it was on 25 years ago and was this cult hit TV show. And it was unlike anything that had ever been on TV. And uh, yeah, they finally came back 25 years later and it was really, no one really knew what to expect. And Dan is the biggest Twin Peaks fan of all time, I think. He's got a song called Laura Palmer, which yes. is yep. about the mate, like the kind of murder victim in the, in the show. Um, so when I sat down with him, it was the day that Twin Peaks had come out and I asked him, obviously, has have you seen it and are you worried about it, basically? Whenever anything is revived or comes back after a long time, people are always kind of tentative to get mm. behind it. But I just think it was something that was so unique and so fantastic and so pioneering and influential. Since then, TV has kind of massively caught up and I think overtaken film mm. as a medium. You've now got this 10-hour space, a massive budget and no censorship or restrictions to make these sort of incredible stories. All true. All yeah. true words from him Did there. Did he live <laughs> up to your expectations? Yes. I yes. have met him before. Okay. Um, and he was very nice last time. And <laughs> last time I interviewed them, I'm such an idiot, I... Um, they just said him and the, the bassist Will were like, oh, what are you doing later? Just out of interest I guess and I was like oh I'm just gonna go home and watch Bake Off and they were like um okay and just walked out the room I seem like the biggest loser of all time so I tried to sound a bit cooler this time by talking about Twin Peaks and not Bake Off (laughs) I think you succeeded I think that was wonderful I think you're in love you're gonna get married Spence Matthews will be your best man you'll both go to America do I have a sibling that everyone can lust after I mean do you I have a 30 year old sister so maybe yeah okay fine good luck yeah so guys Get the feelers out. <laughs> Get me in a room with him again. <laughs> and if you want to know what Twin Peaks is actually like, then you can listen to the other Heat podcast, which yes. is the Unmissables with Boy, Boy talking about it. it I've all, yes. from my novice. I do love the the original series. I have watched it a few times, and it's very weird and interesting and bizarre. And apparently, the new ones are very good as well. So we'd well, come, come back. Up at- Two in the morning to watch it on the uh, yeah. So four it, hours came out, which is yes. just insane. Got up at two in the morning, watched it, did the podcast, have a listen. <laughs> you might sound a bit hysterical, but I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fine. Oh, You'd be hysterical talking about Twin Peaks anyway, let alone if you had yeah. that no sleep. Because yeah. I, I mean, I was actually old enough to watch the original when mm. it was first on TV, and you had what? to wait. It, I know. Shut <sighs> up. It's awful. I shouldn't even be on this podcast. I'm far too old. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, honestly it was that you know every week you had to wait and then it was on and you would go into school the next day and say, did you watch it? What is going on? Mm. And there was all these little clues about who um, was Laura's murderer. So I'm so intrigued about this one. I haven't actually watched it, but I can't wait. But I feel like I want to watch the original series again first. I've been doing yeah. that. I'm halfway through the second season and I I, I do want to finish it again just to kind of refresh because I feel like. They 
David Lynch, the director, is not going to like give you any handouts. No. He's going to do whatever he wants. And if you don't remember anything from the series, that's your then, fault. Yeah, and then you're basically. not, not going to have the same experience, are you? Yeah. So, yeah, so I need to go and rewatch. Yeah, yes. I've never seen it and I never will. There we go. That's why you're on this podcast and not the unmissable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it from us then this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the We're Obsessed with Wow podcast. It comes out weekly every Friday. And if you like what you hear here, the magazine is out now. Heat Radio is on 24-7 and you can go to heatworld.com for breaking news. See you later. Bye. Bye.